All right. Jai um, Masi. Wow, <laughs> we got some Nepalis here. Uh, when you meet fellow Christians in Nepal, you say Jai Masi, because that means victory in Christ. And you will, whenever you say that to your fellow Nepali Christian in Nepal, you will always get a huge smile and a Jai Masi back. When I look back on this short seven-day trip to Nepal, I get flashbacks of shouting Jai Masi everywhere we went. Butter chicken, naan, milk tea, icy cold sleeping nights, and bumpy seven-hour drive up, up and down the Himalayan mountains. And Uncle BP, uh, the native pastor we work with, who was so happy to be called uncle rather than a pastor, and his wonderful family. But most of all, I remember the rain. If someone asked me to tell him about the trip in one sentence, I would tell him the rain fell. This was my very first mission trip, and it was all the more special because I got to go with my husband who led the team and had the honor to preach for the first time. Woo-hoo! Because I had no experience or idea of what a mission trip is like, I didn't know what to expect. But as I was talking with God before the trip, I felt him telling me to trust in his sovereignty be myself, and to contend for a seer's anointing. I had been praying to God that I would want, I want to see angels like Brady from Hillside does. We have a, a brother from uh, Hillside uh, named Brady, and he sees angels all the time. So I ha- uh, And I didn't think it was a coincidence that Brady was also on our team. Yes. <laughs> and during this trip, he was relentless in encouraging the team to exercise our prophetic gifts. We even played a prophetic game during the seven-hour van rides where we pick a person from the team and ask God for a vision or word, a word of knowledge about the person. Then I started to have fun and enjoy hearing God and seeing God more and more. And eventually, I got to see the angel God put with uh, David on, one of our team members, in full detail. And that was the start of many now, going back to the rain, one of the things, <laughs> now we're on the rain, <laughs> one of the things our team was contending for this trip was for the Holy Spirit to fall upon the Pali people, and they will be ministered to without us laying hands. We wanted to see everyone be touched by the Spirit being poured out like rain, not just the ones we were able to uh, personally pray for and minister to. This was our uh, team leader, John Michael's personal desire for North Korea as well, that when we minister to thousands of orphans, we won't need to uh, do healing and ministry, uh, healing and deliverance with every single child. But the power of the Holy Spirit will come like the rain and set them free instant- instantly. So our Nepal team strongly contended for God to show a glimpse of that during this trip. First few days of trip, we had a small revival at Uncle BP's church. And we ministered to native pastors and seminary students at more of a personal level. Only a tiny percentage of people in Nepal are Christians, but their faith is beautiful and fearless. We were honored to be able to build them up and empower these mighty people of God. Towards the end of the trip, we had a revival scheduled at a city called Hitauda, which is more of a rural area, about seven hours drive from Kathmandu, the capital city. As we were anticipating for the rain to come, our team felt the strong leading of God to press in for this revival. In fact, on the way to Hetada, the team had made a stop at a lookout where we could see almost all of Himalayan range. We had some free time before lunch lunch was served, so our team started worshiping. About 13 of us were gathered in a circle, and we sang praise songs and gave thanks to God. 
In the middle of it, Brady came up to me and asked me to stand at a specific spot and told me to ask God to show me what's happening around us. So I closed my eyes, and I immediately saw fountains of water gushing out of the Himalayan mountains, which were surrounding us in a circle. It looked like we were inside of a huge fountain of mountains, and I felt God say, springs of living water. And I told that to Brady. He jumped around with excitement and told me what he saw. As we were worshiping, he first saw chariots and horses on the mountains and saw a big scroll fall from the sky in the middle of where we were gathered. And on the side of the scroll, it read, The Lord is here. He then felt God put Isaiah 43 on his heart and felt led to ask me what I see as a confirmation to what he was getting. And this is what Isaiah 43, 18-20 reads. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the deserts. The wild beasts will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches. For I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, to give drink to my chosen people, the people whom I form for myself, that they, may, they might declare my praise. Amen. We shared this with the team during our uh, team meeting that night. And our hearts were ready for what God, has, God was about to do the very next day. So the next morning, our team was gathered at a church about, with about 175 people uh, from a number of churches. We started the revival with an amazing worship time. And man, let me tell you, Nepali people know how to worship. Okay? It was like BVS times 10. And whenever they worship, I could see the angels dancing with us and the heavens opening over us. Then, um, and then we had a long lunch break and where the half of the team went back to the hotel to pack our stuff so that we could move the hotel at night. And the team made it back just in time as Chehi, a member of the team uh, from Hillside, was wrapping up her, her, her testimony. By the time John Michael went up to preach, we could not feel the presence of God at this time. On the outside, it looked like people weren't receiving much or getting, they were getting distracted. So I asked God to show me what's going on. And then I saw two angels on either side of John Michael as he was preaching. And they were on their one knee with a trumpet in their hands. And like they were ready to blow the trumpet. I didn't know what trumpet signified. So I went up to Brady and asked him. And he told me it usually means a declaration of the Lord's entrance. And for the first time, I understood what it meant to have the fear of the Lord. Uh, I began to tremble softly at the thought that the Lord is coming. And I felt an uncontrollable excitement and fear about, the, about God's holiness that was about to enter into the room. And J.M. finished preaching about the reign of the Holy Spirit. We uh, went into time of worship. As our worship time continued, I looked, at the, I looked out the window and I saw a vision of dark clouds in the distance. And, I, and J.M. came up to me and asked what I see. So I told him about the clouds. And he went back to the crowd and led them to contend for the rain. And we went in on worshiping for quite a while. Uh, during this time, I kept looking out the window and saw the same clouds were in the same place, just hanging in there. So I was asking God, what's going on, Lord? And then I looked up at the ceiling and I saw that there were white clouds all over the church, uh, covering the entire ceiling. And I felt like I was saying, come to me with joy and praise, not through striving. And I realized that we had been singing very deep, solemn songs. And um, people have been coming to him on their knees, pleading for his spirit. So I, 
But in the past, when I saw uh, the heavens open up, the Nepali people were always in the place of complete joy and adoration of God. So I told JM that we need to sing more joyful praise-giving songs, even though it was an unusual thing to do when you're inviting the Spirit of God. And um, so we kept worshiping, and JM led us into, had the praise team lead us into joyful songs. And then um, we started feeling the Spirit of God just rising up through joy, and then it hit a plateau again. So uh, this time when JM came up to me and asked me, I didn't know what to say. Because I saw the clouds were still there, but it just wasn't opening up. So I told him, I don't know. And uh, with his discernment, he told the crowd to stretch out their arms to the sky and be in a receiving posture. The room became completely silent because everyone, including the worship team, was in this posture. And then, uh, But there were some noise on the out, uh, outside of the building, so JM went up to... Um, the keyboard is to have him play some songs so that it, we won't hear all the noises. So he went up to the keyboardist and he, he tapped him, hey, hey. And then the keyboard was, keyboardist was just like this. And he started shaking him really hard, hey, hey. And the keyboardist was gone. And he was somewhere else. So JM was like, okay, the Lord is here. So, uh, and he sensed that the presence of God was thick in the room. So uh, with his discernment, he th- started declaring in the mic, Lord, let it rain. And then he did it again, Lord, let it rain. Lord, let it rain. And then the fourth time he said it, the keyboardist started screaming, ah, <laughs> like that. <laughs> and then that moment, I saw the clouds break out in pouring rain. And uh, everyone was just screaming, they were crying, they were uh, being slain, they were being delivered left and right. And some of the men were in receiving posture for an hour and a half, like that. I don't know if it's physically possible for some of us to do that for an hour and a half straight. And we believe uh, that they were having heavenly visitations. And after an amazing time in the rain, some people came up and shared their testimonies. And some said that they could feel the tangible rain. And some said that they heard the voice of God for the first time. And so others said that, some ladies said that she got a calling to be an evangelist and she's going to commit her life to the Lord. And we found out later that this church, uh, this was the church's first time experiencing the uh, Holy Spirit. God is good, amen? Amen. amen. So uh, there were prophetic signs shown to me and John Michael about the rain prior to the trip. When our Nepal team prayed for JM, our preaching pastor Myungha prayed, let it rain, let it rain, without really knowing what it meant. She interpreted, interpreted it as something else, but we found out later that actually God was prophesying about the trip. And as I was preparing for my sermon, um, God put the song Hope's Anthem on my heart, which has the lyrics, He has come like the rain that showers on barren plain. So my heart and tongue confess Jesus Christ, the hope of man. And God truly is the author and perfecter of our faith. As our team continued to contend for the rain and faith, even though we didn't see anything happen, we stepped into a new level of faith. And likewise, these Nepali people who have never heard of, uh, even heard of the Holy Spirit before, stepped out in faith to receive, and they were drenched and soaked in the presence of God who came to them as their healer and deliverer. I want to end my testimony with the word of God from the book of John where Jesus says to the Samaritan woman who was drawing water from the well, 
Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Thank you.